Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm excited to bring a guest forward who is going to talk about something I've never um, had on the podcast before, but also I'm really excited to learn about over the next like 45 minutes to an hour. So I'm going to, we just connected via email, just like the beautiful internet connecting souls together who have similar shared interests. So it's wonderful. She has a Sagittarius moon. So I'm very excited for the knowledge and wisdom she's going to like teach us over the next hour. So I'm going to pass it off to Kayla. Thank you for having me on. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. So just to share a bit about myself, in human design, I'm a 6-2 circle generator. So I know you've chatted a little bit about this on your channel. And I identify as a spiritual mindset coach. So I work specifically with entrepreneurs in embodying their human design and gene keys in business. Yes. So um, I just did a podcast on Kayla's channel as well, where we talk more about the astrology and human design things in business. So um, I'm going to link that below, but it definitely, I feel like these would be great to listen to back to back for like all of the knowledge, like mixed together, especially if you are a business owner. So I'm going to get right into the chart just because there's so many cool things. So I basically went on like a like a podcast binging and started listening to your episodes before this because I was just like I just wanted to like feel everything and I hear different energies come out and that's what I was hoping to kind of see almost like your chart come to life in a way so for everyone uh, listening the her so Kayla's son is in Pisces and her moon is in Sagittarius she's a Scorpio rising so this is like a kind of cool combination I'll ask you questions in a second but uh like how much you connect with the Pisces energy of kind of like expanding your energy out into things that like the other realms the woo-woo the mystical like things that don't normally make sense in a way and then almost I want to hear your journey of all the things you've like learned over your life like things you've studied deeply and how it's progressed here that's really like the Sag moon and then when, when I was listening to your podcast, your Aquarius energy, you have like a little stellium at the bottom, comes out so much. And I love it. So you have Venus in Aquarius, Mars in Aquarius, and your North node is there. So it's literally like your soul is trying to go towards that Aquarian collective humanitarian energy. And I just really like how you make things like real and honest. Like I the last episode I listened to was the... Um, feeling like you failed going in full-time or something and it's okay to get a job and I've experienced that as well within my business and I just think it was so nice to hear somebody like be transparent and honest and share that and then as you were just going through it I'm like okay I hear the Sagittarius moon but I'm like there's something in there that's not Pisces that's it and so I'll let you kind of like pass it off to you like how you connect with some of the astrology stuff that I just said but yeah yeah, I feel that so when it comes to 
you'll have to kind of link the the astrological parts to what I'll share but I think I like heard most of or understood most of what you said because obviously we're like combining forces here in this conversation so for me I think in my life I usually find things that I really love and I go really deep with it. Like the first example for me is when I was 13, I discovered rugby and I played competitively for like 17 years. Like it was just nonstop, like went and played at an Olympic level in university. And then I kind of stopped right around like closer to age 30. And it was around age 30 that I started my business. So then when I started my business, I was kind of in the cusp of like, I was doing personal training. It's leading into mindset coaching and then started a coaching business. And then I found human design and gene keys in like 2020, 2021. And then I went like, again, it was like a drop into something really deep. And then that was something that I just pursued that I've been pursuing like very heavily in the last few years. And it's something that I'm like super passionate about. So I feel like that ties into one of the things you mentioned in the beginning. Did you say the Sag moon, like learning all the things? Yeah. All the things. Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel like for, can you give me a prompt again for there was the Pisces and then the Scorpio rising? Like what are the kind of themes with that that I can relate to? Yes. So with Scorpio rising, there's a lot of like just intensity, like Scorpio risings, you can have an energy where you present like, there's like a caution and like an like observation of maybe people when you first meet them, like, okay, am I going to trust them? And in a very like intense, just kind of aura in a way but it's like an extremely intuitive psychic you just kind of like know things and then Pisces would be more of that like lighthearted, optimistic kind of water but still very intuitive very dreamy like shooting for the stars um I love Pisces energy there's a lot of wisdom it holds because it's the last zodiac sign okay I can totally relate to this I feel like with the Scorpio energy I really like in that explanation that you gave, I really feel the Pisces and Scorpio come together in the sense that it depends on the context where I have that kind of reserved energy. So in human design, I'm a six, two, and the two line unconsciously is, it has this hermit energy. So I like, you know, I enjoy being around people and whatnot, but then I also just want to go and do my own thing. But I notice, like, let's say I go to a dinner party and I don't know the people there. Like I'm not going to show up in the same way that I come onto a planned podcast and I'm going to like share my entire life story and be vulnerable because it's all about context so there's that that caution energy there where I see it and I'm like I want to get to know you like I want you to share like how vulnerable are you going to be and I'm going to like match that vulnerability like that's kind of where I feel like this this caution comes in and then I feel like with the Pisces like being optimistic I, I feel like that kind of ties in with my my life's work or my main conscious sun energy like gate 36 and like having a lot of compassion and the humanity aspect of like really valuing people and just you know even when you experience turbulence which which is the shadow of that gate is very much like you can still work through that like it's okay like it's we're here to normalize that so when you shared those two that's kind of what came up for me so I'm curious if if that makes sense yeah it totally does and even you saying the Scorpio rising with the Pisces like blending together like it's called like it's a trine with the water and they kind of like mesh well together like they're gonna flow with your energy instead of like against it if that makes sense and then um even when you said I have to bring up the Saturn return thing because you said when you were like 30 you started your business like that's straight your Saturn and Capricorn down here and you have like a cap stellium as well so there's just that like 
drive um, and just a very like that driven something connected to success in a way, but you redefining like what that means to you, but you're, it's like that generational stellium. Like some people have it born in the the nineties where it's like, there's, it's like almost like a subconscious motivator to be successful in something like to really push, but you have to like almost figure out what it is and like why you're, you're doing that. It's so funny that you bring that up because me as a six to single generator, like just to connect this to human design, the six line has the three phases. And we talked about this in our episode. So if you've already listened to that one and are you listening to this, like you're going to hear me kind of repeat a similar thing, but it's like that Saturn return around that age 29, 30 is very much like I was going onto the roof as a six line, which is like settling into all the things that I experimented with. Right. And then just as the generalized stereotypes of the types, it's like with it being a generator, it's like you kind of find something and you just like master it. Like you you just go into it. So I feel like you're seeing this from an astrological perspective, but that I'm literally able to be like, as a 6-2 sacral generator, this totally fits the picture as well, which is super fascinating to me. Yes, I love the the overlap. So uh, do you want to, I guess, share like, you kind of did with the coaching to the human design to the gene keys, but is there like something specific, I guess, in how your learning journey got to that point? Yeah, I can totally share more. I think I I shared a bit that I used to be a competitive athlete. And it's funny because I haven't talked about that in a while as part of my journey, but that kind of led me into a teaching degree which I went to university for six years to become a teacher. And then I graduated and I was... I was working at a school in China where I was teaching physical education. I was teaching planning, which is kind of like, it's sort of like the teacher's version of life coaching because you literally talk about the important things you need to be able to do when you leave high school. And I was also teaching ESL, but it was funny because I was like into the coaching. Like I, in 2014 is when I first discovered my experience of like being coached and what coaching was and personal development. So all of these things started coming together around 2014, 2015, 2015 to 2016, I was in China. And then I moved to Toronto in 2016. And I was there for three years. And just like funny side note for the listeners, me and Lisa were like living like a block away from each other for a year in Toronto. And we didn't know, obviously, and we just connected years later, which I think is hysterical. And then we obviously met online, right? So in 2019, I started to shift when I was doing personal training, I was like, okay, my first taste at entrepreneurship, like, I really want to have my own business. And I started moving into mindset coaching. And then in 2019, I moved into coaching online. And then I found human design shortly after and like that became more specifically like working with entrepreneurs with embodying this work in their business. So that's kind of my, my journey. And it's just funny, because there was a lot of experimenting, but things kind of literally fell into place, like as soon as I hit that Saturn return. So that's, that's a bit more of my story. But I think that It's just interesting because looking back, I never would have thought that that was the journey that would have led me here. And so I just want to share that from the perspective for people to hear, like, you may think that what you're doing isn't relevant, even though you are taking action every day, but it just can take time for it to actually open up and unfold in the way that you want it to. Yes, I agree. You said that so beautifully, but it's like the journey. What's that quote about the journey? It's about the journey, not the destination or something. Yes, that's it. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I mean, I'm excited to learn about the gene keys and everything. So how would you actually, um, 
describe like describe it I guess the definition of it and then what's the sort of the easiest way like beginner's guide to like looking at this chart and what it can do for us yes so since we've talked a bit about human design and I I would think that people being into astrology and like listening to your channel they'll have that background so I'll kind of compare it to human design because it is actually derived from human design so Ra Uruhu was the creator of human design and Richard Rudd is the creator of the gene key so I always love to acknowledge the source of like where this work comes from so Richard and Ra used to work together and so when you look at the human design chart the body graph you're going to see like all these shapes these colors these lines and you're going to see all these numbers that are in the centers. So these are the 64 gates in human design. And they have to do with the 64 hexagrams, which is connected to the I Ching system, which is from the Chinese origin. So the 64 gates, because they're part of the 64 hexagrams, the gene keys are also associated with the 64 hexagrams. But instead of having this, let's say, complicated body, Body graph with human design, the gene keys simply takes 11 of the planets from human design, and they've created three sequences that have different themes so that people can contemplate their gene keys. And I'll talk about contemplation in a second, but I just wanted to share kind of where the gene keys came from, how they're in this, this three sequence system. And I'll explain that a bit more, but I just want to kind of check in to see if that resonates with you. Yes. Yes, it does. You're good. You can, you can keep going, I think. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I could easily talk for like 20 minutes straight. So I'm just trying to like check in before I go off. So mm -hmm. the, the gene keys, there's three sequences and this is where the magic happens because it's like, when you look at human design, you're like, oh, this is my type. This is my strategy. This is my definition. And you learn all these things. And that's really an incredible embodiment tool for, let's say, physically taking action and also just like energetically exploring ourselves. But the gene keys with the three sequences, basically it's all together. It's what we call the path to illumination so the way that we approach the gene keys is through the art of contemplation which is also a concept that was synthesized by richard rudd and so the art of contemplation is the the art of contemplation is really the in between of meditation and concentration so it's like when you're looking at your gene keys there's going to be three different frequencies for each one and it's very much like contemplating like where does this energy show up for me in my life and it's just being very curious. And the Gene Keys approach is inquiring. It's about being gentle with ourselves, having patience, and also just being curious without needing to fix or change things. So this is really the approach we take with the Gene Keys, where that kind of contrast with human design. So in the Gene Keys, we have the three sequences. And the first sequence is really about like what is going to get you grounded in your 3D life? What are the common challenges that you experience and how can that bring core stability to your life, right? And I like to use it from the lens of how can it bring core stability to your business? Then we go into the Venus sequence, which is really about all of the sort of inner child wounding, ancestral wounding around relationships, like what triggers us and how we can really access this way of connecting with people through unconditional love. And then the third sequence, the pearl sequence is all about prosperity. So it's about redefining our relationship to money. It's, a, it's about collaborating with others and really discovering how we're here to be of service to people and redefining what it means to be prosperous in life. Like looking at things beyond money and looking at, you know, what is prosperity when it comes to my relationships, communication, my health, like the pauses I take during the day. So that's kind of a summary of approaching the Gene Keys and I can go deeper into it. 
but I just wanted to give that little perspective first to explain the three sequences. And I'm curious if that helps your understanding because you mentioned that this is like new for you as well. Yes, you said Venus. So I can click that to astrology a little bit and how you said that kind of makes sense. But um, yeah, so there's the three different sequences. I pulled up my chart for it and I didn't really know how to read it, but it's there's, um, I guess when you look at the chart kind of like, where's the first place you go or like how does it do you visually see these different sequences yes I love this question so if you want to look up your chart it's the same information you need for astrology and human design like your birth time location and date and when you look this up what you're going to see is a bunch of spheres in a pattern where they're interconnected by pathways and in these spheres are the numbers so for example the very first one at the top for me is 36.6 and for you it'll be a different number but it's the, each of those spheres with the line. So let's say mine's 36.6 is an opportunity for contemplation. So in that sphere, the very first one, it's called the life's work. That's the start of the activation sequence. I recommend people to start there because this is your conscious sun energy, which is going to be like your most prominent energy that you naturally exude in your life or in your business. So when you look at the different gene keys, even though I kind of talked about them going in a journey, you can really start anywhere to contemplate your gene keys. But I do recommend starting in the activation sequence just because once you kind of understand like, oh, like these are the challenges and the patterns that I notice in my life. And this is how when I contemplate these frequencies, like I notice like somatically, this is how I feel so that you can really come inward and come home to your own self and your own life experiences to then you know, go into the Venus sequence and open your heart. But yeah, the planets that you might resonate with because this is associated with astrology is like, there's going to be the conscious and unconscious versions of like Jupiter, the moon, Venus, Mars, Earth, and the sun. So those are the main planets that are in the gene keys while we have like 13 in human design. So we only pull over a certain number of them into the gene keys. Okay. This is like almost like a side note because I, I have my chart on my other computer here. I just want to pull it up so I can like see it. But like a side note question would be like, when you do work with clients, do you look at their human design first or their gene keys? Or like, is there one you like working with more? Or is it like a combination that almost helps people get like the best um, yes. results, if that makes sense? Yeah. I love using both systems. I first learned about human design. And then when I started getting into the gene keys and I started to see like, okay, like this is a tool to discover how to create stability in our lives and how to open up our heart and how to redefine our relationship to prosperity. But for example, let's say you and someone else have similar gene keys, but you know, you're a projector and someone else is a manifester. The way that I would support you in contemplating your gene keys and looking at how this shows up in your business would be from you being a projector. So that's why I love to do this because it's like so inclusive. Like we have the contemplated more feminine essence of the gene keys that can be very elusive and people might be confused at the beginning. Like, how do you do the gene keys? But it's, it's something that you observe in your life, right? Which can take time. It's not something that you just like consume everything and then you're done. But then the human design aspect is like, well, how are you actually showing up in your life, in your business? Are you following your strategy as a projector? Are you resting accordingly? Is not resting triggering the shadows that are showing up in your gene keys? So I really love to bring both of the systems together. And I think that you don't need, there's people who just know gene keys and they don't know much about human design and vice versa. But now I'm like 
merging them together because I love sharing this work and I think it's really it's so personal to the person you know yes and then I think I went to just do you just search like gene keys chart I think that's what I I did it just says gene keys hologenic profile is that yes okay so the best you can I use genetic matrix to look up the human design chart however I prefer and I highly recommend the gene keys website because there's a ton of free resources and I also have free resources related to business that we'll share in the show notes but if you're new new to this the gene keys website is really great for that and you can look up your free profile and you can like kind of play with the toggles and just look at certain aspects so it's not so overwhelming when you're seeing like 11 spheres and all these arrows and like words all over the place yes I'm just staring at mine because I'm such a visual person so I'm like I need to see what this is so yeah the top one says life's work and then there's like the different lines that go down and then it like do they all like look the same with the bubbles for everyone or they'll be different shapes so they'll be they're just a sphere to show like that's where the gene key is in the the profile but it's not like a literal thing like even though the gene keys are actually associated with our genetics and dna and like amino acids like there is the science behind it as well i won't dive into that too much today but when looking at so we have my chart up so when looking at this so the first place i look at is right at the top there starting with the life's work bubble yes. i'm going to call them bubbles i don't know if that's right but yeah, you can say sphere or if it resonates for you to call it a bubble, but the traditional language that people would say is a sphere. So you can start, I would highly recommend for people to start at their life's work just because I feel like this is this is where it all begins. This is your conscious sign in your human design chart and then obviously in your gene keys. So for example, like we can actually talk through this to see how this resonates for you like in your life or just in your business as well. So gene key 16 which is also known as a gate 16 in human design is located in the throat center. So I always like to talk about the center that is in human design. So right now I'm like literally giving an example of blending the two systems together. So every gene key or every gate will have a shadow, which is like the lowest frequency, a gift, and then a city, which is like the highest expression. So your life's work, it's like looking at where in your life or even in your business do you experience this this indifference and it can be through your self-expression in the work that you're doing with people but it's through that indifference and noticing like okay like I really don't have an interest in this like kind of hitting that threshold of being like where is it that I want to be versatile where is it that I want to pivot and you know what's interesting actually is when you came onto my channel like here's an example and you shared about how you discovered astrology and you actually went in and you like taught yourself by going onto YouTube you're like I'm gonna be versatile and I'm literally gonna go and learn all these things watch these videos take these notes bring the things together and that leads to the city of mastery where it's like this is the work that you do like as an example like astrology right and the three line in the gene keys it's called the changer but in human design it's also known as like the martyr or the experimenter so it's like you're gonna go and experiment with astrology like you're gonna see like oh how does it fit into this how does it fit into that how does it resonate with this person right and there might be a lot of trial and error and tribulation so this is kind of the common theme of when you get into something you may be kind of like meh like not into it but then all of a sudden this momentum builds and it becomes something that you're that you're really good at I'm curious if that resonates with you. Yes. I mean, even 
would it even connect with like I started a yoga teacher training and then through that I became an astrologer like it doesn't it didn't it kind of doesn't make sense but it made sense and it needed to happen like I change up what I'm doing all the time but it relatively stay, stays under the same umbrella now uh but that expression like throwing something at the wall and seeing what sticks is kind of how I run my business and it just makes sense for me and it works so <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And quite literally, one of the biggest things and part of the other flavors of the three line is experimenting. It is about interacting. It is about movement and trying different things. And if you're not somewhere where you can experiment, you might actually notice like feeling that bitterness or just like that, like not being able to see success or feel recognized in what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I've had experience in like past jobs where like it's a very boxy type role and I'm not allowed to almost create my own role in a way while still doing what I need to do but trying new things and ways to do them like I have to or I get bored I always connect it back to my Gemini sun sign and astrology which I've always said that really related to the three line quite a bit with the experimentation of things totally totally yeah so for example like when I sit with a client and we're looking at their gene keys it's like you were just sharing that 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 bitterness of like not being able to go outside of the box or like to optimize what it was that you were doing and it's like speaking to you as a projector it's like okay well what is it like once you've processed your emotions because this is your authority like what is it that you see what is it that you want to be sharing that is going to have you feel successful right and it's like what is it that you're indifferent about where you actually want to be versatile so this is kind of how you like take the language of the gene keys in human design and like bring it to the person and look at your human design and be like, oh, let's like look at this and see how it resonates. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's very cool. Mm -hmm. So what else? I think it's great that you're so new at this because then you ask me questions and I can like explain it. And I feel like as a circle generator, you're giving me something to respond to. So I'm curious when you look at this, what else is coming up for you? that you feel like would bring you clarity because this is going to help the people listening as well yes as a as a Gemini I sometimes feel like that look like a little kid who has a thousand questions I'm like what's that what does that mean like like when I look at this I think like okay so there's one two three like four lines coming out of that first one and it's like is there a spot you would like like a line you'd follow first you kind of just go wherever Yes. So like I mentioned earlier, the way to contemplate the gene keys, there's no like right or wrong way to do it. Like, it's not like if you start in the middle that it's just going to fuck up the whole thing and not make any sense, you know, because like in life, we have different chapters constantly evolving. Right. And that's really that's really what it means to experience the gene keys is like, like how is this just showing up in my everyday life? So the reason why we see these arrows connecting up into the life's work is that the activation sequence which is in green so we come down into the evolution and then the radiance and then purpose and then we go into the attraction sphere the iq eq sq vocation in the venus sequence and then the pearl sequence is like reconnecting to our life's work so the reason why the pearl sequence because it's about prosperity and it's about discovering what it is that you know you're here to be of service with if you think about it your life's work and you really being into astrology is tied into how you experience prosperity so that's why it's like reconnecting between the pearl and then the other spheres in that sequence into your life's work does that make a bit more sense yes following the colors yeah okay that makes sense and i mean i've done 
like a pop-up market and I think I did like 10 readings and I was on like a literal like high from doing it and those are those moments where you're like okay I feel completely abundant right now just from connecting with people and sharing something that I really love so there yes there's that I guess that connection around the whole thing yeah totally and the thing is too is that we we're seeing this like on a computer screen but when you look up the gene keys, like it talks about being a hologenetic profile, like it is just energetically, we have put it into words and onto a screen. But at any point, you could be discovering any one of your gene keys. It's not like at 9am, you're going to do your life's work and then 10am, it's your evolution yeah. and then going forward, right? So I really, I'm sharing that and then I'm emphasizing that because when people discover their gene keys and you look and you're like, oh, I want you to look at the words and I want you to think, well, how is this showing up in my life? Where do I notice this? And then you can look at what that sphere means, right? So we talked about the life's work and it's like, this is the main energy that you're going to experience. And so you share that, like one of the biggest aspects of our life is career. And it's like, you're moved into astrology as part of your career, right? Like literally your life's work. So I just wanted to share that to tie into like being curious like it's not about getting it right but it is about once you start to understand the layers of the gene keys it'll make more sense and you'll be able to see it more and then see it in others as well which is really beautiful yeah it's like yeah I would put this under definitely like the, the it's all the personal development kind of tools connected together to just just help you grow and evolve um I guess like within do you have like a cool story to share from your gene keys, how you've used it to like help you pivot within your business? Yes, I can definitely talk about that. So I'll actually go and I'll just share my own gene keys here and we can talk through this. So I mentioned earlier, we're going to focus on the activation sequence. Now. I'm going to give like a really concrete example for people, especially if you're an entrepreneur listening to this, you'll be like, oh, so you can approach this. You can take how I'm sharing and like look at it through your own lens into your own gene keys and business. So your activation sequence, this is about experiencing challenges in your life and being able to evolve and really have breakthroughs and then gain stability physically in your body so that you can be grounded in the work that you're doing. So when I look at my, my life's work, the gene key is 36, the shadow is turbulence. And then when I look at my evolution sphere, the gene key is six and it's the shadow is conflict. So one of the common things that I've experienced in my business is a lot of turbulence and conflict. I don't have a story of somebody that scaled quickly or like had huge money months and so on. Like that's just not my experience. And so for me, like I really noticed like this was a recurring pattern in my life. And it's like, well, Kayla, what are you going to learn from this experience of having turbulence and conflict in your business? And it's like it led me into the gift of humanity and diplomacy where it's like, how can you have compassion and peace through your journey so that you can normalize all entrepreneurial journeys? And that's a really big part of my mission is like supporting people no matter where they're at in their business. And so when we go through the life's work into the evolution, the line that goes straight across through the red sphere in the middle that says SQ, this is the pathway of breakthrough. So once I really started to accept that, like Kayla, you're going to have turbulence and conflict in your business and there's nothing wrong with that. When I had this breakthrough and this acceptance, the radiant sphere, which is our unconscious sun, that being gene key 10, which is found in the G center, it's all about identity and sense of direction. 
this really helped me. The shadow of self-obsession was like, well, am I being seen? Like, am I good enough? Are people going to know or be interested in what it is that I'm up to in my business? Like, that's really the shadow side. But then the gift of naturalness is like, well, you know what? It's pretty natural to be self-obsessed in some ways and like wanting to be witnessed and wanting to make an impact, right? Like there can be that natural self-centeredness and that's just part of our being, as a human. So it's like, how can I experience this in my business without making myself wrong and actually using the energy to be a leader because the G center has to do with direction. And then we come into that pathway going down into the purpose sphere, the last one, which is known as a core stability. The purpose sphere is our unconscious earth. And that's really about being grounded. So it's like, once I've really embraced my experience of like turbulence and conflict and self-obsession in my business and how I'm showing up, gaining that core stability and like really being able to trust myself allows me to experience the 15th gene key, which is also found in the G center. And the shadow is dullness. So this shadow for me is like when I'm feeling uninspired, when there's like a lack of polarity in my business and how I'm showing up or like sharing the things that lights me up. I can really look at like, well, Kayla, how can you pull from one side to the other to create that magnetism because there needs to be polarity. So it helps me embrace when I'm experiencing turbulence and conflict so that I can be magnetic, which is the gift of this gene key towards what it is that I actually want, right? And again, moving in the direction and being the person that I want to be because the 15th gene key is the 15th gate in the G center. So this is kind of a short believe it or not snippet of how this has supported me in my business because it allows me to come back and feel grounded within myself and validate my own energetic and emotional experience in my business so that I can then move into contemplating the Venus sequence which is like about being more vulnerable and opening my heart and so on so I'm curious if that example kind of helps like oh like this is how you can use the gene keys in business it does very much so. And then as you're talking, I'm connecting it to your astrology just because that's what my brain does. And even at the top there where it says like the humanity and then where you said like self-obsession, that being the, it's like your North node and your South node, like right there, like your North node in Aquarius is like, go to that humanitarian teacher, like energy to, because even when I was listening to the few podcast episodes, it's a very like, you humanize the business experience as opposed to like what you see online and stuff where it can feel like out of reach with some people do. And then you're just, it's so it's very sad moon. There's just like a real honest like stuff that you're sharing, but it almost connects back to that North node and Aquarius where it's like sharing your experiences just makes everyone connect on a human level. Like we're all humans just sort of like, you know, trying new things in our business and, we will experience like being open and honest about like failures, I guess you, you don't really hear people sharing that, but I feel like there's so much um, like wisdom in that as opposed to like, you're not, not everyone's just going to be like successful all the time. That just does not feel realistic at all there. Cause would, there'd be no growth learning moments, but yeah. That's cool. I love, I mean, this is what happened even when, you know, somebody starts talking about their astrology or like another tool, like the Enneagram or whatever. And I'm like looking at their human designer gene keys. I'm like, oh, I can see this. I can see this. And so I just find it so refreshing that all of these things can be very interconnected. Right. And so I find that like super fascinating and something that 
it, it just I feel like it's exciting because you get to have like really honest and like in-depth conversations with people I'm curious do you want to talk through your activation sequence and see how it resonates with you sure okay okay so we talked about your life's work right and we talked about this like you diving into astrology and like that really being versatile and becoming like just loving the mastery of it like sharing this work vocally because literally this this gene key as a gate is in your throat center so when we look at your evolution sphere which is your conscious earth this is found in the sacral center so this is very much about like creative energy right and so the shadow of inertia is like what you may notice when you're feeling indifferent about the work that you're doing that you just feel like there's like a stop like you're like stuck like it's just creative energy is not flowing like it's not a good time and then let's say we come across and we look at the radiance and the purpose that that's a shadow of weakness which is in your unconscious sun this is very much like just not having that willpower like feeling defeated because you're feeling indifferent and you're feeling inertia and then when we look at the shadow of your purpose fear, which is Gene Key 40, that exhaustion is like this majorly defeated energy. And I feel like this is going to feel extra intense for you at, at times when you are experiencing these shadows because you're emotional authority and because you're a projector. And it's like there's all this energy around like taking action and like society of like being productive. But then you know, you're here to live an optimized life and work at your own rhythm. So I'm curious if that, that kind of, you know, dive into your activation sequence from the shadow side resonates with you. Yeah. So I don't know, like with the indifference, like sometimes what I do, if I just like, if I, if we look at my like business offerings, they're normally all connected to astrology in some way, but I will not like, when I'm having a moment, I will like change the name of things or I'll go back and forth between things and I won't share it. And I'll do that one day. And then I'm like, oh, I don't even know. And then like three days later, I'll come back and be like, nope, that's wrong. And then I like, it ends up being like the right thing. And it's a weird, like back and forth energy. And I definitely, there's definitely that with the like indifference of the not feeling like inspired or like confused about what to do. Um, and then I mean, I feel like the exhaustion line just or whatever that resonates a lot from just being a projector. I just don't have as much like capacity to do certain things as like other sacral as it's called sacral beings would would be able to do. So um, that definitely makes sense. But it's like not knowing what to share sometimes. I've always said since I was maybe a teenager that um, I even wrote it on the center of my whiteboard once, which is right over here. I have to have everything out, but it's like, I would put, I am here to communicate. And I always say, I don't know what the hell I'm here to communicate. It'll change the message, but I know I have to communicate. So I don't know if that's where the indifference comes in, right? It's like, I don't know which message is like the most important to share. So, yeah. And you know what? I feel like this, it, for this situation, this is where it would tie in human design because I'm looking at your chart you have an undefined throat center, which means sometimes the undefined throat, like they need, they need to be invited to share, to speak. It's easier to speak when we're like being asked questions or, you know, somebody's seeking advice and so on. And then you have an undefined Ajna, which is the Ajna is all about your beliefs and your perceptions. And so when it's undefined, it's like, it's very open and susceptible to different ideas, to different beliefs and so on. And it's always this like, well, what is the truth? What is certain? And then a completely open head center, which is has to do with the pressure center, first of all, of like 
finding answers and figuring things out. So having these three spaces undefined is very much like, well, what is it that I'm here to share? Like I, I want, once I have conversations or I see something that inspires me, then that might actually be what has you want to share. And then you also having a three line again with the experimenting, like even with when you said the indifference, you're like, oh, I'm going to change the name of this and I'm going to do this. And like, okay, okay. And you're being versatile by coming up with different names before you actually like, you know, share a product or an offer or something that you have. So this is, this is like a prime example of why I love to bring in the, the gene keys in human design. And the other thing is too, is that all of those hanging gates off of your Ajna and, you know, the 16 off of your throat and then the ones off of your root those are all projected channels. So if you look at, there's the three types of channels in the human design body graph, there's generated, manifested, and projected. Most of the human design chart are projected channels. So it's like, there's a lot of you, you being a projector and then having so much activation in your projected channels means that for you to share that invitation is when you really feel like you're going to be able to shine. Does that resonate? Yes, very much so. Like, yes. Yeah. I know with my, is, are the, I didn't know about the three different channels. See, I like human design. I'm like, like basic in, I guess, but like, I know the basics, but um, does, I know me having like a five, sometimes there's that thing where like uh, people project onto me. I've read stuff about that. Is that the same with the projected channelers? Is that like a different uh thing well no the five line is different from the projected channel like that's not related but the five line has that mentor energy and it's also known as like the hero in human design so it's it's the heretic and the hero is usually the the words that they use for the five line but it's like you're somebody who let's say you're going to go and experiment with things and then you want to come back and offer the solutions to people so the five line is very much about leadership it's about making an impact Right. And you're naturally going to attract people who are going to come to you and be like, Lisa, what are the answers? Like, tell me the answers. Right. And then, and that can kind of be that projection that you're experienced where it's like people are like clawing in to be like, you know, this, right. Like, you know, the answer. Right. And it can be like this beautiful experience of feeling invited, but then also overwhelmed of like, oh my God, I don't know if I know everything. And you have the undefined centers that we talked about. And then it's the experimenting and it's like, maybe it worked like this this week. And then in three months, it's actually like this. So it's just being able to embody that that natural versatility that you're going to have with embodying your human design. And then also looking at like how this shows up in your gene keys. Does that resonate? Yeah, whatever you just said was like, you're going to go try things and then like, share the answers with people and tell them how that's literally I feel like what I do like I could sum that up and put that as my like Instagram bio like I go experiment things and then I share them with you (laughs) like that's yeah so Mm -hmm. it's it's like it can get confusing though because it's like they say in business you should like niche or like not do too many things but then like that feels like limiting or kind of boring at least in my opinion, but, um, but then not, I guess, even overwhelming people with all the different things that you offer and them being like unclear as to what it is that you do. I've always had an energy worth like my first business. And then now this where people sometimes don't understand what it is that I do. And I sometimes don't even know how to explain it to them. I don't know if that's that open throat where I like, don't even know how to explain what I'm doing. It's just like, just trust me. It works. It works. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I can definitely speak to that. Like my throat center is completely open. There's no activation. And so, but I've even said, I actually was sure, and this was someone like you have a defined you center and so do I, which is like identity, sense of direction, like just knowing like who we are and where we're going. But I still find that if I'm not in the correct environment, like if I'm at like a family dinner and they're like, Kayla, tell us what you do with human design and jinkies. I'm going to sit there and like shit my pants and be like, well, how the hell are they going to understand what I'm talking about? But I can go on to like someone's podcast who I don't even know and have this like super organic conversation because I know that the people listening are like into it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's all about the correct environment, whether you have a defined you center or not. And also just like being invited to share your wisdom is like the best way that people get to shine in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yes. A hundred percent that like invitation to just share what you know, but like with like-minded people, like I feel like trying to explain any kind of personal development to someone who's just closed off to it, they're they're not going to be receptive. So a hundred percent. Okay. So is there anything else that we could, I mean, I think we went over a lot. I feel like people were probably taking notes very much like you're in your Sag moon. I'll keep saying that like the teacher energy, it even said like teacher on your chart there, which that I just think is another cool connection, but do you want to share like what offering you have so people can dive deeper into all of this and study the jinkies? Totally. I really hope that everyone listening today, if you're totally new to this, that if you feel overwhelmed and confused, like that's super normal. (laughs) Just gonna bring my humanity energy (laughs) into the conversation that that's okay. And that this will be an ongoing process. Like when I first saw the gene keys, it was a very similar experience to when I first saw human design. I was like, WTF, like this is too much. I'm not getting into it. But then I started becoming curious and not taking it so seriously because sometimes in personal development, it's like, oh, I need to understand this thing and make this mindset shift and like journal for 30 days in a row. And then you kind of like lose the contemplative feminine aspect of this work. So play with it and have fun. So in the show notes, we'll have links to, I have a ton of resources. If you're an entrepreneur, like, like, I think you're just going to love this so much because I bring human design and gene keys together in business. And the really fun thing that I am just in love with right now is my gene keys business guide, where I go through the entire gene keys and like a personalized PDF with like a 64 audio library that talks about all of the gene keys. And this is all from an entrepreneurial lens to support people in their business. So you can like really come home to yourself and look at like, how am I showing up energetically and really trusting yourself and like kind of get rid of that cookie cutter experience that we see in the online space when it comes to running a business. So those are the main things. And then of course I have my podcast channel living in first alignment. So that'll be in the show notes as well. And there's like a ton of resources on there. So I'm really, I'm really excited. And I hope that people are curious and they enjoy this conversation. And I really enjoyed our collaboration as well, Lisa. So thank you again for having me on. Yes. I was so excited to learn from you. And I hope that um, everyone go check out, like should go check out your podcast as well. You have over 300 episodes, which I'm just like, that's amazing. There's like just so much uh, wisdom in there. I've only listened to maybe like three or four, but like just they're like jam packed. So I'll link also to the conversation that we had on yours as well. And then, I mean, I'll suggest listening to them back to back so that you get like the full, like double kind of point of view of everything. And um, yeah, everything will be linked. And thank you so much again for doing this. And it was so much fun to collaborate with you.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the Don't Tell Me What to Do vibration, there are three different ways you can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new, for exclusive episodes, or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.